Hi, my name is Jennifer Thorpe, and welcome to the Pure Social Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating, enlightening, and empowering others individually and collectively. As we grow and transform, we can impact lives positively and change our world. Hi, everyone. I am just excited to be with you all today. I'm really just looking forward to just having a few moments with you to be able to just give some tools, give some coping skills. Um, Last week, I had a privilege and honor to be able to speak with Fabiola Paul, who's a licensed clinical social worker. And she really did a great job talking about wellness and really diving into the dimensions of wellness. Um, I know I was able to learn a lot. Not only was I able to learn a lot, but I was able to really um, even learn more tools as to how I can evaluate how I'm doing in the areas of wellness. Um, But from that conversation I left and I was thinking about what do I want to talk about for the next podcast and what I was thinking is, you know, again, this idea of this toolbox. I know I've shared in the past how I grew up not really having a lot of tools to be able to handle conflict or hurt, um, pain, grief, you know, um, just frustration that can come up, you know, And yet over the years, I've been fortunate to learn some tools that have been able to help me. Some I've learned pretty quickly. Others has taken years, so many years that I'm still learning. The the wonderful thing is that there's progress in them. Um, And I think that's the thing that I want to really encourage everyone with as we talk through some of these coping skills is that you don't have to arrive. You don't need to be perfect in them. But if we can take these tools, if we can take these skills and really practice them, um, what we can really do is develop um, resilience in our character, really develop healthy patterns as to how we handle issues or problems in our life, um, the, the, the things that are thrown at us that we are completely not prepared for that can really affect our hearts, our mind, our spirits, um, and really be able to grow from there. And so one of the quotes that, came, that I came across that I think is so true and yet is so simple but so true, it says problems are not the problem. Coping is the problem. And this is by Virginia Satir. I'm going to read it one more time. Problems are not the problem. Coping is the problem. Think about it. We all experience problems. You know, I have joked about this with my friends, but I have found for me personally, if there's an area in my life that I don't have a hold on, Um, For me and my faith and my background, I believe God puts me in that situation over and over again. Like, okay, baby girl, we're going to get this. (laughs) I have had to learn um, just really how to grow and to just to be transparent. Some of the areas in my life where I've really had to learn how to develop tools for coping is dealing with hurt relationships, hurtful relationships, dealing with unsafe people. Um, working through forgiveness, um, working through shame and embarrassment. Um, I've had to learn how to work through grief, um, conflict resolution. And I'm sure for many of you listening, you've had to work through different things as well. Um, Even just recently being in a toxic situation, I had to learn how to really work through that as well and really have the tools to interact, to have um, emotional maturity, And to be able to uh, make sure that I was responding in a way that was positive and that was professional. And so there's so many different things that we learn in life as we're going through 
And for those of us who are parents, I know even for myself, um, I continually learn and have to grow in being patient um, and really being an excellent listener, especially when I'm tired. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. And I've had to really learn how to set myself up for success. But in doing so, it's been great to even turn around and be able to even help my kids with coping skills. And so as I learn and as I'm able to grow and really make this a part of who I am, I'm then able to model it for those around me. And so I want to encourage you today with coping skills. And so one of the things that I will say is if you are in counseling or if you have a mentorship relationship, you have a healthy dialogue where there's a plan and oftentimes you may create goals and you have some objectives. That's something that I know I've experienced when I've went to therapy. Um, and it's even something that I experience now in my mentor relationships. One of the things that comes from that is being able to receive practicals or tools or things that you can do, coping skills, for example, that enables you to navigate the terrain that you're actually trying to work through. And that's so important because it's one thing to have the knowledge. You know, we talked about this in a previous podcast to have the vocabulary of what's affecting you and how it's affecting you and how you need to express it. But it's another thing to then have the tools to be able to work through it, to push through and to be able to really learn how to grow and to connect and to really make a transformative change where you're seeing progress, not only in your character, but how you're dealing with a situation that may continually come up. For some of us, it could be what's taking place in our marriages. How's it going in our communication? For others, it can be what's happening with our children. It could be if, you know, if we're single, what's happening in our households, what's happening in our relationships with our peers at work or um, in other organizations that we're a part of. It can literally be in so many different facets of life in your work environments. Is it a healthy environment? Is it toxic? And if so, what does that bring out in our characters? How does that affect us? Also thinking about the things in life that can be unexpected, like death. Um, Thinking about the things in life that can be incredibly stressful um, when dealing with a loved one who is ill or really um, trying to support Um, someone who may not quite get it yet and you're trying to work through and really be a support for them and really um, work through situations. Or maybe you're dealing with someone who's unhealthy or unsafe. Um, This person has has a tendency to be hurtful, but you've decided that this is a relationship for whatever reason. Maybe it's a family person. Maybe it's a coworker. Who knows? But it's a relationship that cannot be severed. Um, And you're trying to figure out how to have some healthy boundaries so that your lines are not being crossed. So there's so many things to think about. But with that being said, the art of coping is really simple. It's placing yourself in a position where you are able to have buoyancy, where you are able to literally have the skills to not be taken over, where you can still function where you can still have a peace of mind, a peace of heart. Um, And when you're in the moments when it's complicated and it's scary and it's frustrating, you have an opportunity to be able to have the tools to work through those emotions, to be able to identify them, and then to be able to figure out what is it you can do to work through it or to even distract you. I think sometimes one of the things that I learned um, that I thought was really profound, I actually learned this in a training that I received Um, Sometimes it's not even just dealing with the problem. Sometimes you need to be distracted. 
And that's a really cool thing because what it does is it tells your brain, you know what, that problem's not so big. When you start doing something else, um, it's not that you're avoiding It's not that you are being dismissive, but what you're doing is you're giving yourself an opportunity to literally get yourself into a headspace, into an emotional place where you can come back to the issue or the problem or deal with the hurt and the pain in a way that is going to, again, be positive for you. And that's going to allow you to navigate this time effectively and in a healthy manner. So some of the tools that are given. And these are just a few lists. Um, For those of you who are into apps and you love websites, um, you can do the, you know, the app, which is the Calm app. And that is one that can really help you focus on areas of meditation and breathing. It helps with your sleep and your relaxation. It's a wonderful app. um, And it's an app that I know that I have shared, I've given to people. And it's one that I have even used myself. One of the apps that um, I personally know people who use um, and say that it's wonderful, but has also been shared in many of my trainings is Headspace. And it's a guided meditation and deep breathing app um, that really helps achieve mindfulness. And so um, what I love about this is that it really allows people to focus on their emotions and to have an awareness of what you're feeling. So if you're someone who's like, I'm not quite sure what I'm feeling, this might be a great app for you. Um, one other, um, you know, you can also really look at another app, which is called stop. And this help changes the negative cycles of behavior. So maybe you're feeling like, man, I'm acting out. I am yelling. I am, um, pushing. I'm, I'm throwing things. I'm, I'm reacting out of anger. I'm impulsive. This might be an app that could really help you, um, as well. But some other coping skills that are given, and this is not just for people, who are having maybe a mental health um, crisis or an illness that they're working. This is in everyday life. But what it does is it really gives whoever you are as human beings the opportunity to be able to develop again some tools to be able to really practice wellness, to practice self-care, and to put yourself in a space where you're able to deal with the events or situation or problem that's occurring, again, in a healthy way. I cannot say that enough. So some coping skills. These are just a few things that I want to read off. Journaling, deep breathing. And in journaling, let me go back there, being able to write down your thoughts and feelings. Some things that are also good to do is to engage in positive self-talk. You know, something that you do in grounding techniques is putting cold water on your face, letting your feet touch the ground, even squeezing an ice cube. There's something about that sensory that just really helps. Even doing the act of blowing bubbles. I know some of these things can seem like, oh, really? But you'd be amazed when you start finding what works for you. It's something that not just the things that I'm saying, too, are not just for adults, that they can be used for kids as well. Um, Doing a puzzle, if I haven't said that, watching funny videos, really sitting down with a good book. For some of you, guess what? Cleaning might be the thing to do. Um, petting your animal that can be so therapeutic. Um, we have a dog. I love my dog Phoenix and sometimes just really petting him. It's so therapeutic. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And he's having a good time. He's enjoying it. And I'm having a good time just hanging out with him. You know, some other little things to do are listening to a podcast, um, making music videos, um, really practicing muscle relaxation, 
you know, the act of even ripping paper apart can be really um, something that's fun for people. And it, it's just can be soothing and it can be really distracting for the mind. Um, rubbing lotion on your arms and legs, dancing to music. I know I love to dance. I love to dance wherever I am. So that's something that's fun for me. But for other people, that may not be what you want to do. And meditation may be something that's really hard for you. And, you know, definitely yoga's on the list. And that can be a little challenging for people if you don't do it. But for those of us who love it, if that's something that really works for you and it helps you, by all means, please dive into it. And let that be a place that you're deliberate about. Um, crocheting. So these are just some things. Making friendship bracelets, practicing art, drawing, sketching, Um the other day it was so wonderful. A bunch of friends, we were able to get together and do a Zentangle art um, lesson that one of my friends was able to conduct. And it was just amazing. And during that time, I know I felt so free. And it was a wonderful time to bond. But it was just a great time to really allow my mind to go into another space. And it just, it really, I was, when I was done, I felt at peace. And that's something that can be really good. Art is a, an amazing way to put ourselves at peace. Um and again, coloring things of that nation, squeezing a stress ball, again, that act of touching something, going window shopping might be fun, um, playing an, an instrument, chewing on ice or gum, um, literally taking a soothing shower or bath, walking, going for walks. You know, these are, these are just a few ideas, but these are all things that allow us to cope. So often um, when we are in situations where we feel pressed and we are about to lose it or be in a situation where we don't know what to do, it's almost like that balloon and you're blowing that air and those negative events can be like that. And that balloon just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But what you do when you start practicing these coping skills and these distractions is you start to release the air and it's a slow shh. But it just gives you time to bring down your heart rate, to lower, you know, your pulse and to really settle your mind. It gives your hormones a time to just kind of come down, kind of get into those norm levels. And it's really good. So it's not just affecting you. Um, in your head space, but it's also working on your body, your overall body. It's releasing tension. And maybe when you go take a shower, you know, you wash your hair, maybe for maybe and I know, especially for men, a lot of men really love to do projects. So doing a project in the garage, you know, my husband will tell you any minute, like he'll say, I love to go do, you know, the yard work. That's something that's just freeing for him. He loves that. Um, you know, just doing a project that could be something that is really fun but what it does is it puts you in a space where you can then go back into a situation and you're not at that level where you might be might be at a point where you're about to explode or maybe at a point where emotionally you just come undone because that can be the reverse effect as well. You know, so these are some things that I wanted to put out there. But the reason why it's so important is as we learn to cope and we give ourselves the most important thing, the space and the time to cope, then we can turn around and teach those around us. We can teach our peers um, and we can definitely affect the next generation. You know, teaching our kids, I didn't mention this, but exercising is really a good thing to do, you know, um, and we can do that with our kids as well. You know, kids need coping strategies. I wish I learned so many of these things as a kid, even being told that this is what you're doing. You know, so putting on music, dancing, you know, they can do the Lego blocks or going for a walk or a run, squeezing the stretch, the stress ball, 
doing yoga, you know, those things are really fun. Even teaching your kids to take deep breaths, you know, or having a cold drink of water, um, putting cold water on their face, you know, um, teaching them to count backwards, you know, from 100 or taking, having quiet time. We underestimate the value of our children even having quiet time. We underestimate that for ourselves. And I was so encouraged. Um, a friend of mine did a lesson for a couple of us, and she really talked about embracing silence, and it was such a wonderful time. And so these things that even that us as adults are so good for our kids. And imagine if we start empowering the younger generation to know that, hey, this is what we do to cope. It's okay to take time for yourself and to find your calm. Also, the same thing for adults, that doodling. I know for me, my favorite thing to do when it comes to just the artistic side, I love to write, but there's something about sketching. It doesn't even, I don't even know what I'm sketching half the time, but there's something about it that's so freeing um, that I really do love. But I know for my girls, they love to draw and paint. Um, For some kids, playing with Play-Doh and sand. Even if your child does art therapy, that's something that I know, um, you know, that that even therapists that I know who are art therapists, that's something that they use, like the sand art and so forth. Playing an instrument, making up a song, writing a poem, you know, making up a new game. You know, I have a friend who, um, her daughter, whom I, I just adore, um, and I get to be her titi. I'm just amazed at the books that she does and the drawings and the artistic things that she does. It amazes me. But that's something that's so wonderful for us as adults, but again, for the next generation. And I can't underestimate, you know, the power of really being able to connect with others. So even us as adults meeting up for that coffee, meeting up to go for a walk with a friend, to jog with a friend, just to connect. That is so powerful. And that's a coping mechanism. So teaching our kids to be able to do that, teaching them to be able to connect with others, whether it's another human being or even them connecting with their pets, um, you know, I know um, I have one of my kids um, actually does really well in math, but for some reason doesn't feel confident in it. And our dog, you know, during her times of math, our dog is on his bed and he's right next to her and she just thrives with it. And it's it's a good thing. And so, again, but even just communicating that this is a way for you to cope. This is a way for you to feel confident. And so when we tell our kids that, that's also important. And it's something that, again, empowers them. The last thing I'll say is, and I shared this a little bit about meditating, but really shifting our mindsets. This is so important. All the things I'm sharing with you are things that I've learned, things that have been given in trainings, um, and things that honestly are research um, research related. And so, you know, research is showing that these are the types of coping skills and distractions that allow us to kind of have a moment or, or have time to be able to kind of just come back and again, really ground ourselves so that we can continue to face, you know, the anxieties or the things that overwhelm us or the hurts, pains and obstacles that get in our way. So some of the things we can do is really positive thinking, thinking positive. And it's really cool to have a quote Write a sentence, tell yourself something positive. That's really important. Being able to identify three strengths. You know, I don't know. I think it's so easy for us as human beings to find all the things we do wrong. But boy, it's really encouraging when you can write down on a page, a piece of paper, the things that you do right or the qualities about yourself that are wonderful. Um, 
it's good for our ego in a healthy way because so often we can look at what we don't do well and yet we have so many talents and gifts and especially with our children especially through those years of preteens and teens where there's so much of a self-discovery and self-esteem and confidence is being an area that's affected so much and even for us as adults this is important learning how to reframe you know I shared this before in another podcast it's something that reframing is something that helps me so much you know instead of saying um, things like I'm gonna fail all the time saying look at what I learned you know instead of saying oh I'm so afraid I don't know if I can do that say you know I'm gonna be courageous I really think I can do this you know I am gonna do this like you just change it instead of saying I'm afraid say I'm excited Um, and it's just a way to change your mindset I have a daughter who's trying out for something today and we were doing that in the car. You know, we were just imagining like reframing you are on the team and it was just it was just a fun time. But again, teaching the skill, even saying it, this is what we're doing. We are practicing coping skills. We are practicing thinking positive. We are practicing, you know, really taking the time to give ourselves the space so that we can be grounded, so that we can not be overwhelmed, just really giving ourselves the time. And really giving us the time to know that what we feel is what we feel. Acknowledge it. How what we're going through is real. But when you have the coping skills that are necessary, again, it empowers you and it allows you to grow and develop and it allows you to become more and more resilient. So I wanted to spend a lot of time just kind of really giving practicals. I hope that um, the practicals that I've given Um, I hope that they're helpful. I know they seem really simple, but guys, I cannot tell you um, how how powerful this is. And I cannot tell you how much more I have benefited from it. And I know that you can as well. Um, These are things that I will tell you also that people we sign up and we pay money for this, you know, (laughs) Um, and it's so true, but it's so needed. And so I hope that, you know, in the art of coping, that you can take these things and understand that, yes, we have a life that at many times may throw us problems, but when we take the time to cope, those problems do not seem as big, and oftentimes we really do learn how to grow and change, and we really do in turn are able to help others and most importantly empower our next generation. Thank you so much for listening. I really did enjoy this time with you, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye-bye. I hope today's podcast was thought-provoking and helpful. If you want more information, be sure to visit my website, thepuresocialblog.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter and follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, I would love to hear about what resonates with you and what may have inspired you. Please leave a review and spread the word about this podcast. Thank you.